John right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network, a daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. Streaming live on iHeartRadio and available on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, Spotify, and just about everywhere else you get your podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at right now Jim Dawes. Or shoot me an email at rightnowjimdolls at gmail.com. Or you can call me and leave a voicemail at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750 with your questions or comments. You know, you can't help but wonder... If the Democrats realize yet how badly they have miscalculated, they have been on this impeachment frenzy since before Trump even took office, just unable to accept the fact that the American people have lost faith in our ruling class and sent a outsider who had never held public office there uh, to Washington in order to kick down the doors and restore some sort of integrity to our government and they immediately mobilized to try to first stop him using our law enforcement intelligence communities. And then after he won to try to overturn the election and ever since they've been involved in this impeachment jihad. And now Nancy Pelosi without the vote of a house of a majority of the house has moved forward on her own volition and empowered some of the, most lunatic elected officials in the history of this country. Jerry Nadler really is going to impeach a duly elected president. Adam Bobblehead Schiff. These people are comical. Maxine Waters is on one of the uh, the committees that that Nancy Pelosi is going to be looking uh, to to hold these impeachment hearings. This broad based impeachment hearing that really is a uh, is not even assigned to a select committee. <laughs> Elijah Cummings. So Adam Schiff of Los Angeles, Jerry Nadlis of New York City, Elijah Cumming of Baltimore, and uh, Maxine Waters of Los Angeles are going to overturn the votes of 63 million Americans from across this country and try to remove this guy for office for what? For having a conversation with a foreign leader in which he brought up corruption on behalf of Joe Biden? (laughs) It's almost comical. But the the good news is they are quickly going to learn that they have badly miscalculated because they – They're not going to have anything to talk about right up until the 2020 election. They have no accomplishments. They've made no effort to try to get any work done on behalf of the American people by compromising with this president. And this president has been willing to compromise on many occasions. And now the rest of their time in office, when these uh, when these new freshman Democrats have shown up there to give Nancy Pelosi her majority, are going to be nothing but impeachment. And if Nancy Pelosi and her lunatic committee chairman don't realize it yet, I believe 
that those freshman uh, congressmen and women are quickly going to realize it. The American people, ever since this, uh, this president has been put into office, have, have tolerated this deep state cabal, hoping that at some point it would come to an end. And when it finally did, as was predicted, Donald Trump was exonerated. They, there was no collusion. There was no corruption. There was just a deep state trying to uh, do a cover-up operation in the form of a special counsel. And as soon as they get done with that and Donald Trump starts looking into how any of the, all of this came about, they go back on the offense with this bogus, concocted, orchestrated whistleblower smear. And if you think any of this is new, this this impeachment effort, I'll just play you this uh, little, little montage that was put together by Newsbusters with talk of this impeachment uh, since the beginning, even before Trump was uh, sworn into office. If he takes the risk of going to trial and he's convicted, that could be seen as an impeachable offense. This is in November of 2016. If Trump were caught on a video camera snorting cocaine in the White House, maybe with one of his children, there was at least a chance he'd be impeached. If he's not December a legitimately elected president in your mind, there are tools that Congress has. I don't see January how that would be an impeachable offense. That tool fits the Republican definition of an impeachable of, offense. Let me, let me stop this. All of those that you just heard were before Trump even took office. They were talking about impeachment. They're absolutely unwilling to accept the judgment of the American people. They don't need an excuse. Any excuse that they can concoct or orchestrate with the assistance of their media allies, they will grab at this point. So all of these uh, bites that you've heard so far are even before Donald Trump was sworn in. An impeachable offense. That tweet fits the Republican definition of an impeachable offense more fully than what Bill Clinton was actually impeached for. So Lawrence O'Donnell says we're going to impeach him for a tweet. His tweets are impeachable. Even more so than Bill Clinton uh, committing perjury before a court and trying to uh, to pay witnesses hush money. Impeachment is very difficult. Grounds for impeachment. It's an impeachable offense. Perhaps impeachable offense. Is impeachment the appropriate remedy? Something for the Congress like impeachment. All of that may be impeachable. That's an impeachable offense. Is that an impeachable offense? Is that an impeachable offense to you? He's much more vulnerable to impeachment. A potential ingredient of impeachment. Where do you see an impeachable offense? It is grounds for impeachment. Potentially criminal or even impeachable grounds for impeachment. Does that not go far enough in your view? Grounds for Impeachment. This tweet alone may be an impeachable offense. Let's talk about impeachment. Impeachment is on the table. Which impeachable offense is an impeachable offense? Do you see an impeachable set of offenses? It's an impeachable offense. If that's not impeachable, I don't know what is. The president shall be removed from office on impeachment. Is it impeachable? 100% is impeachable. Very substantial evidence that the president is guilty of high crimes and misdemeanors. Grounds for impeachment. Tipping point. Talk of impeachment reaches a fever pitch on Capitol Hill. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi under growing pressure from her own party. Here we go again. Here we go again. You know, you would they ought to just um, bulldoze Washington, D.C. and start a new Capitol out in the in uh, in Colorado or somewhere in the interior of this country, that is, that town is so rotten and so perverse at this point. The last thing on these people's minds 
is the problems that face America. They're just determined to win, and they will do anything at any cost to win. But as I say, I think this whole effort is backfiring on them. Eric Trump appeared on uh, on the uh, Fox Morning Show and talked about the kinds of uh, fundraising that have been coming on since the Democrats have headed down this impeachment road. Listen, I think a lot of people have been working on this for a long time, and I think a lot of people know. And listen, you've had senators and congressmen who have come out blatantly and said, we can't win in 2020. The only way we're going to win is to impeach Trump. And that's exactly what this is about. And guys, when you look at our fundraising numbers right now, right, I tweeted about in the first 72 hours since the impeachment came up, my father raised $15 million in small dollar donations, 50,000 new donors who had never donated to a political campaign ever before. I mean, people are rallying behind this. They see it for what it is. I mean, how many times can you cry wolf? How many times can you cry wolf? Well, at least one more. So what has it been about a week since Nancy Pelosi announced that uh, she was going to head down the road to impeachment? Damn the votes of the the, uh, uh, House as a whole. And in that time, the president has raised $15 million and a big number of those were people who had never contributed to a political campaign before, much like Trump was able to turn out new voters in the 2016 presidential election. Now, Nancy Pelosi has turned out brand new campaign contributors, not for the Democrats, though, but for the Republicans. And the Republican National Committee is already spending this money, rolling it out against some of these uh, freshman Democrat House members that were elected from districts that voted for Donald Trump and are going to have to live with this this walk-the-plank strategy that Nancy Pelosi has forced on them. Here's this RNC ad. Haley Stevens promised she'd tackle problems facing our country. Stevens broke her promise. Instead of fixing health care and lowering drug prices, Stevens votes with the radicals for endless investigations of President Trump, wasting tax dollars. Instead of working to create more jobs, Stevens wants more hearings. Tell Haley Stevens, put petty politics aside and start getting things done. The Republican National Committee is responsible for the content of this advertising. Haley Stevens was one of those Congress women that were elected uh, in Michigan in the uh, in the midterm elections, and now um, she she barely squeaked in. And I guarantee you that Nancy Pelosi uh, is is uh, making life hard for Miss Stevens. Well, as reported on yesterday's show, uh, the deep state has now admitted that they did indeed change the rules for these uh, whistleblower complaints. The New York Times, Washington Post, all of the uh, network news shows said that that was just fake news that was being published by the Federalist and uh, and Sean Davis over there. Well, now we know that, yes, indeed, they did change the form, and they did it as a result of this complaint that was filed by this uh, uh, CIA agent that had been spying on the Trump uh, White House. The the Intelligence Community Inspector General released a statement on Monday addressing why they found it necessary to change these rules. Now, 
Anybody who has heard uh, some rumor or hearsay or innuendo or water cooler talk can file a complaint with the inspector general and send it right on up to uh, bobblehead Adam Schiff. The inspector general is uh, named Michael Atkinson released a statement on Monday addressing the change. He said in June, 2019, the newly hired director for the center for protected disclosures entered on duty. That's a, a very oddly worded sentence to begin with, but it's kind of ridiculous that we have a director for the center of protected disclosures to begin with. Well, wow, a rock just hit the window. You may hear uh, uh, landscapers outside. Well, in the process of reviewing and clarifying these forms, according to uh, the inspector general, and in response to recent press inquiries regarding the instant whistleblower complaint, the instant, they're talking about uh, the, the anti-Trump whistleblower campaign. The inspector general understood that certain language in these forms and more specifically the informational materials accompanying the forms could be read incorrectly as suggesting that whistleblowers must possess firsthand information in order to file an urgent concern complaint with congressional intelligence committees. Well, yeah, it's because it set it out right in bold print, big block letters that you couldn't file one of these complaints on hearsay or secondhand knowledge. They're trying to say that that was incorrect. It could lead to the um, belief. It suggested, that's the word they use it, it suggested. No, it didn't suggest. It said it outright in in big, bold letters and in blocks. Not only did the IG admit that it eliminated its requirement for the first-hand evidence, and changed its forms, it also admitted that it changed its own whistleblower rules because of this specific complaint against Donald Trump. And I believe they did it with the coordination of Adam Schiff, who I have no doubt was leaked a copy of this complaint from this resistance law firm in Washington, D.C., that had been paying cash money, advertising on doughboards for whistleblowers to come uh, out against the president. So one indeed did. He didn't have any firsthand knowledge, but boy, could he spin a yarn. So now any anonymous deep state spy burrowed into the bureaucracy in Washington, D.C. can file one of these whistleblower complaints because they heard somebody say something. It's a joke. We're going to run out to a break, and when we come back, uh, we're going to wrap up this whole impeachment topic, and then we're going to get on to uh, other news right after this break. Mojo. Does your current bathroom need to be updated immediately? Introducing One Day Bath and Shower Remodeling, the complete and hassle-free way to get the new bathroom of your dreams in as little as one day and for as little as $1.99 a month. Yes, the experts at One Day Bath and Shower Remodeling will come to you anywhere in the country and show you all the customized options. Now you can have a brand new bathroom in as little as one day. Large or small bathroom 
bathrooms. If you want a new bathtub or shower installed, we can do it in as little as one day. And if you call right now, you can save $750 off your remodel. We make it easy by offering you financing as low as $199 per month. Call now to schedule your free in-home consultation. 800-693-3152. 800-693-3152. That's 800-693-3152. So now that the Democrats have established this principle that they can bully the administration into releasing uh, highly privileged classified calls by accusing the president of corruption— They're not stopping there. I think their original uh, intent or their tactic was that they were going to call on the president to release the uh, records of this phone call with the president of Ukraine based on this bogus whistleblower uh, complaint that was wrong materially on almost every uh, point and that he would refuse to do so to protect presidential prerogatives. And then they could characterize the whistleblower complaint as being accurate. And I think it caught him flat-footed, the Democrats, when Trump went forward and went ahead and released this, uh, the, the records of this call. A lot of people said at the time that was a disastrous decision that set a terrible precedent. And now we are seeing that, yes, that is the case because the Democrats are not stopping at this. Several of the Democrats that are running for president, Warren, Sanders, and, uh, and uh, Kamala Harris— are now demanding that the administration release more of Trump's phone calls with foreign leaders. They want um, the transcripts of the phone calls that Trump had with the Saudis. They're um, wanting transcripts of uh, the phone calls with Vladimir Putin. And there will be no end to it. The Democrats do not care if they destroy the uh, presidency and its ability to conduct foreign policy. All they care about is their fevered attempt to get this president. And of course, at some point, the president's going to have to say, no, we're not releasing any more phone calls. And then they will turn right back, back around, fall back on their original tactic and say, look, he's covering up. He's hiding things. This is what happens when you, put people in office who are not concerned about a, an America first agenda, about advancing the interests of the American people that have assembled this coalition of these disparate misfits like the Democrats have done. They don't answer to people with everyday concerns any longer. They answer to people who have very narrow special concerns who will put the concerns of day-to-day life, making a living, raising your family, paying your taxes, being able to, um, you know, put your kids through college. The Democrat coalition is concerning itself with very little of that. And so they're free to just waste year after year Desperately, feverishly trying to regain uh, power. I was proud of Tim Scott of South Carolina. He um, 
he went on uh, one of the Fox shows, I believe it was, and uh, and gave a very accurate account of what's going on in Washington D.C. If we'll get it here, what do you think of it, Senator? I think they've boxed themselves in. Just think about this. Before the transcript came out, they had already started the impeachment inquiry, which means that the evidence does not matter. I think perhaps the most important statement made was made by Congressman Al Green when he said that if we don't impeach, we're afraid he might win. And the third thing I'm thinking about is Adam Schiff in the middle of a committee hearing making crap up. Instead of Referring to the transcript, he literally made from whole cloth something that did not appear in the transcript. I've read it a few times, and after I listened to him at the hearing, I went back to make sure I didn't miss anything. I didn't miss anything. No, he just it made was it a- no, it was a conscious decision on Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi's part to mischaracterize this conversation with Donald, uh, Donald Trump and the president of the Ukraine because nothing untoward or improper took place in that call. They're trying to say, well, he was interfering in an election. There was no mention of an election at all. Yes, the topic brought up by the Ukrainian president, by the way, of Joe Biden did come up. But what is Joe Biden supposed to get immunity from looking into his past corruption because he's running for president now? It doesn't work that way. And Adam Schiff is just uniquely hypocritical on this matter because he's saying that Donald Trump is not allowed to uh, accept any negative information from foreigners when some pranksters, a couple of Russian pranksters, actually got Adam Schiff on the phone and got him to do exactly that. You may have already heard this clip, but it never really, it really never gets tired of uh, of hearing it. Adam Schiff is talking to these pranksters and he's trying to negotiate for uh, some audio tapes that they've led him to believe exist. Uh, concerning Donald Trump uh, cavorting with uh, prostitutes and maybe even photographs of a naked Donald Trump. What we have seen in that call record is a president of the United States use the full weight of his office to manufacture dirt on his opponent uh, and interfere in our election. That was Schiff characterizing Trump's call with the Ukrainian president. This is Schiff talking to people that he believes are Ukrainian uh, government officials. So you, you have recordings of both Sovchek and Buseva, uh where they're discussing the compromising material on uh, Mr. Trump? Absolutely. Um, well, obviously, we would uh, welcome a chance to get copies of those recordings. It is uh, illegal, improper, a violation of oath, a violation of uh, his duty to defend our elections and our Constitution for the president to merely ask for foreign interference. See, Republicans can't even ask about the corruption in the Democrat Party that took place overseas. But the Democrats, they can deploy the CIA, the FBI, the intelligence agencies of uh, Great Britain of Australia, of Italy, and the Ukraine. And if Trump sends his attorney general or his personal attorney to try to defend himself by getting to the bottom of what went on, well, that's an impeachable offense. I don't think it's going to play very well. I don't think that 
the Democrats are going to be able to string this out long enough. And I think what is going to happen is people are going to get really, really sick of hearing it. You may be sick of hearing it already. I know that I'm going to have to get on to other topics because we can't talk about this bogus complaint, this bogus whistleblower complaint for the next six months. I can't anyway. I don't want to. When we come back from the break, we're going to get to some of the other news of the day. The latest race hoax. The latest speech codes that are being implemented in New York City. And what the one thing that the governing class really has been able to get done during all of this impeachment talk. Here's a hint. It doesn't benefit you or me. Not one bit. Stick with us. We'll be right back after these two messages on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Between prepping ingredients, setting the table, and planning your tomorrow, sometimes you need an extra hand with dinner. Delta Faucet is here to help. Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot with Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology and fill it with the perfect amount of water. Done. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to see how Voice IQ can fill your dog's bowl, wash your hands, and more. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network, a daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. You know, I got a feeling that uh, I am right there with you, that I am not looking forward to the next eight months or a year when the Democrats try to just flog this dead horse of impeachment because they cannot accept that they are out of step with the American people and that they lost in 2016 and that they're very likely to lose again in 2020. And uh, Bill Barr has told them, coming into office, that he's going to get to the bottom of the origins of the Russiagate hoax. And they are just desperate that this is not going to happen. They're going to put the Trump administration back on defense like they did with the Robert Mueller special counsel investigation. And they're going to try to smear Trump with this impeachment bullshit for uh, just right right on through the election season. And I would rather talk about something else. I really would. But we're not going to be able to because this is this is going to be the sole topic. And if you don't push back and debunk their, uh, their falsehoods that they've got, you know, the entire mainstream media there to put out, then, uh, then we will, in fact, lose, um, you know, in the court of public opinion. But I'm going to start out this segment 
like a, a, a trooper and try to get to the some some of the other news because there is a lot of news, a lot of uh, the the negative stories that uh, that were waiting for the other shoe to drop. The Democrats and the leftists have have uh, took taken this opportunity of this impeachment craze to uh, to finally leak out like they're not going to prosecute Tony Podesta or Vin Weber for doing the exact same thing that Paul Manafort is sitting in jail for right now. And uh, the uh, another another very worrying thing is that it appears that uh, the three major cities in this country, New York, Chicago, and Los Angeles, have now all fallen into the hands of Marxists. The latest news out of New York City and the recently withdrawn presidential candidate mayor Bill de Blasio, who has a died in the wool communist. He doesn't make any bones about it. He, he, uh, he married a communist. He honeymooned in Cuba. He goes around all the time saying that he's going to seize, uh, property and nationalize it when he was running for president. Well, they have now in New York city installed this new speech code enforcing their cultural Marxist dictates. And the left, if nothing else, is determined to control the language. This new code that's going to be uh, at the pain of a $250,000 fine per instance makes it illegal for someone to use the term illegal alien. Even when talking to an illegal alien, you're not allowed to use the term because it's derogatory according to this new speech code. Now, this is truly Orwellian. You're not allowed to use plain words in the English language because the left finds them offensive. And one of the big things they do is if they find some sort of speech offensive, if you utter those words... They will claim that you are um, threatening them and that they fear violence. And that's what all of these speech codes are based on. But now New York City has banned the word illegal alien. It's almost as if they've never heard of the First Amendment of the Constitution. They're going to, I'm sure, when this gets to court, which it most certainly will, claim that this is uh, similar to shouting fire in a crowded theater, that it will impose uh, uh, fear of violence. And we'll say that there will probably be an Obama judge that will hear the case to begin with that will uphold it. And it'll have to work its way through the courts for a couple of years, and then it'll get to the Supreme Court before it's finally overturned. But that's and you wonder how in the world did a communist who has no appreciation for the Constitution of the United States get elected to the mayor of the largest, most influential city, not only in the United States, but maybe in the world, Bill de Blasio. Over in Chicago, we've got this new mayor, Lori Lightfoot. And one thing you need to know is Lori Lightfoot was in a, a runoff 
for the mayorship, and both of the candidates that made it to this runoff were Marxists. And to to be honest, Chicago has, oh, going all the way back to the beginning of the 20th century, been a hotbed of communism. But they are in the mayor's office now. And Lori Lightfoot has determined that the uh, Chicago apparently doesn't have enough problems. They've got uh, about half a dozen or more murders every weekend with dozens and dozens of people shot. But they don't have enough problems. Lori Lightfoot has decided that uh, she is going to forbid the Chicago Police Department, which is still staffed with the legacy um, of good, hardworking, law and order type cops. And you know that because if you look at their uh, representation, their union president, that's exactly what he is. But Lori Lightfoot has now forbade any Chicago police officer from cooperating with ICE. So they don't have enough gang problems. They don't have enough inner city violence in Chicago. Now they're going to hamstring the federal agencies that's that's trying to keep MS-13 and other South and Central American gangs out of the city because... Um, well, we don't know. Here is Lori Lightfoot announcing this new policy. We will never, ever succumb to the racist, xenophobic rhetoric of ICE. We will continue to ban ICE from having access to any CPD databases. We will not allow any CPD officer to cooperate with anything related to ICE and its immigration raids. Now, this is right in keeping with other Democrat cities throughout this country. In, in New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, Baltimore, San Francisco, it has resulted in an absolute spike in gang violence, in illegal aliens that are let out of local jails that go back into the uh, population and commit rapes and murders. Everything that Donald Trump said when he rode down that escalator that freaked the left out is actually happening. But you see, they have taken the position that they would rather protect people in the country illegally than protect American citizens. And somehow they get elected. You know, I wish somebody could explain it to me because I really don't understand it. Well, the latest race hoax is a young black girl at a private school in suburban Washington, D.C. It's in Virginia. Claimed that three... 12-year-old white boys attacked her. They're all in the sixth grade. Attacked her on the playground, held her down, and cut her dreadlocks off. Her name is Amari Allen, and she appeared on numerous uh, network and cable TV shows. The New York Times and the Washington Post both told this story on the front pages of their newspaper and on their online editions. She said, one of them put my hands behind my back, one put his hands over my mouth, and one cut my hair. They were saying that my hair was ugly and nappy. This is a private school in Virginia called Emanuel Christian School. And you might have thought that after all of the race hoaxes that the 
mainstream media has jumped on board with nooses and college campuses and uh, juicy Smollett in Chicago faking a, a, a race hoax crime. There's literally hundreds of these things. I suspect that the so-called spike in hate crimes at the uh, Southern Poverty Law Center is reporting, if they actually got to the bottom of this, that most of these would in fact be hoaxes. But they weren't, the press, sufficiently uh, put on notice about jumping on board these race hoaxes. I would classify the uh, Covington Catholic schoolboy attack as a, uh, a race hoax as well. But they, uh, they all jumped on board this, uh, this latest um, incident in this private school in Virginia. And, uh, and I'll just play you a clip. I'm not sure how long I could play. I could play literally minutes of these clips where they're, they're talking about this poor black girl that was attacked by these three evil white uh, preteens. A disturbing story tonight involving a school outside Washington, D.C. Police in Northern Virginia are investigating after a 12-year-old African-American girl said three white classmates pinned her down and cut her dreadlocks. A black sixth grader says that she was pinned down by white classmates who mocked her and cut her hair. A 12-year-old Virginia girl says she is traumatized. She was pinned down by white classmates who cut her hair. Her white classmates pinned her down and cut her dreadlocks. Her classmates called her hair ugly and nappy as they pinned her down and cut several of her dreadlocks. Today, the girl and her family told us about what they're calling a racist attack. The girl says she's been bullied by the same boys before. It's very disturbing about these boys. It's very disturbing about these boys. Now, keep in mind that these boys are are not some faceless, nameless um, perpetrator. They're actually three real-life young boys who were suspended from this school. Turns out it was all a lie. She, uh, after the local police, I think it was in Alexandria, Virginia, investigated, they found out that uh, this never happened. Now the girl's parents are issuing an apology. But guess what? The media is not issuing a retraction. You could search for days in the New York Times and the Washington Post that broke these stories or watch these news shows where you just heard these accusations against three preteen young men who are totally innocent and you will not find a retraction. So as far as 90% of the viewers of these shows are concerned, it in fact happened. These, these young men are guilty of it. I got to admit the parents of this young girl issued a, a, a sincere apology that did not seek to um, obfuscate what happened. It said to those young boys and their parents, we sincerely apologize for the pain and anxiety these allegations have caused. To the administrators and families of Emanuel Christian School, we are sorry for the damage this incident has done to the trust within the school family and the undue scorn it has brought to the school. To the broader community who rallied in such passionate support for our daughter, we apologize for betraying your trust. Now, that's a proper apology. And 
I will say the young girl who is a, a preteen herself deserves forgiveness if she if she sincerely believes that she's apologized or if she sincerely apologizes and she asks forgiveness. But there should be consequences. I know that if uh, the races were turned around in this case, that and, and the white kids were guilty, they were on their way of being expelled from that school. I doubt very seriously this young girl will be expelled because, well, they will say, well, she has historic grievances. But it's really quite something how quick the media, powerful, powerful sources, multi-million dollar companies are to jump on these, uh, these stories without any sort of critical examination and just condemn three young boys because they're white. Now, you can go on Twitter right now and see videos, videotapes, of numerous attacks of gangs of black and Hispanic um, gang members beating white victims, including white women. The video, the, and this is video. You don't have to worry, wonder if it's a hoax. The media shows no interest whatsoever in it. None, because it doesn't fit into their narrative. And if you wonder why race relations in this country are in such poor condition, it's because the media and the Democrat Party sees has an interest in keeping people uh, buying into this uh, narrative of the evil white racist. And I think in the New York Times today they were saying that uh, white supremacists were a much bigger problem than anybody realized. Well, hell, that's all you've been talking about for the last however many years. So how could it possibly be any bigger than you actually say it is? We're going to run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about a little bit of other news, and then we're going to end the show with a a little bit of an update on impeachment. I'm sorry. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Attention, those of you looking to go on a fun vacation and see the world on the cheap. Today, the U.S. dollar is worth even more in other countries. So there's never been a better time to travel outside the USA. The dollar is worth over $1.30 in Canadian dollars. And it's the same for Australia. You can fly there today and have fun and maximize your travel dollar. Your U.S. dollar is worth over $3 in Brazilian reals, and it's worth over $18 in Mexican pesos. Plus, in Argentina, it's worth over $27 in Argentine pesos. Just think of the bargains you'll get. And the way you get the cheapest airfare to any destination is by calling tickets that cheap. Save up to 75% on your foreign vacation tickets. Don't wait. Call now. 800-932-1596. 800-932-1596. 800-932-1596. That's 800-932-1596. Well, all across this country, in high schools and colleges, women's sporting records are falling 
to so-called transgender athletes, men who identify as women who are competing in women's sports. Now, these men haven't necessarily, and in most cases have not, had any sort of surgery to emasculate them. They are simply uh, growing their hair long and uh, declaring themselves women. And they are bringing with them all of the um, advantages that male athletes have over women athletes. And unsurprisingly, they are dominating in their events. Now, these are events that if these men were competing against other men where they should rightly be, they wouldn't stand a chance in hell. And in the last Winter Olympics, I think it was a year ago, the International Olympic Committee actually allowed for transgendered women, men who identify as women, to compete against women. And in the upcoming Olympics in Tokyo in 2020, they had planned to allow that again. But now they're, they're, um, they're pulling back a little bit. They're trying to decide whether or not we're going to allow these men to take gold medals and break women's athletic competition records. But they're not doing it because um, they disagree with the, the principle they're doing it because they they can't decide just how big of an advantage that the men have. Plans by the International Olympic Committee to introduce stricter guidelines for transgender athletes ahead of 2020 have run into the sand because of a panel of scientists is struggling to reach a consensus, the old scientific consensus. This is a story out of The Guardian. Under current IOC guidelines issued in 2015, athletes who transition from male to female could compete in women's category without requiring surgery to remove their man parts, provided that their testosterone level falls below a certain guideline. Now they're saying, well, maybe they ought to be able to have even more testosterone. So you see, the only reason they're pausing whatsoever is because maybe they think they're being too hard on the transgendered athletes. <laughs> and, uh, I, I think it was, uh, a former United Kingdom winter Olympics athlete, a female is wondering why aren't people speaking up to this? She points out that there's 2000 men competing in track and field that could beat the fastest woman's world record in the 100 and 200 meter dashes. She points out that on a bad day, there's about 1500 uh, professional male tennis players who could beat, beat Serena Williams over in uh, Australia. No, I'm sorry. This is uh, this is over in the United Kingdom. Uh, women's rugby's referees are quitting their jobs. Because so many men identifying as women have started to play in this league and they are injuring the women. So they're basically driving women out of the sport of rugby in the United Kingdom. If they can't get them to quit, (laughs) they're injuring them so badly that they have to quit. 
And so eventually what you'll have when you go to see a women's rugby match in the United Kingdom is a bunch of men on the field who believe that they're women. And if you question any of this, they're going to call you a bigot. They're going to call you a a transphobe as if you have some sort of unnatural fear of women who want to, or, or men who want to compete against women in their athletics. It's an absolute travesty of justice. It should never be allowed to happen. And the fact that it is tells you just how far around the bend people have gone in the name of political correctness. Over in France, five women wearing hijabs have been put on trial for trying to detonate a car bomb near the Notre Dame Cathedral Back in 2016, this was just a few months, I guess a little little less than a year, before it mysteriously caught fire in one of the great um, historical legacies and artifacts of Christianity um, burned. Authorities found six gas canisters in this vehicle, which been, had been doused in diesel fuel but it had failed to explode when a cigarette that was thrown at them by the women failed to ignite it. One of the women is accused of stabbing an officer in the shoulder after police traced them to a nearby apartment. So we're being told and we're expected to believe that the fire at the Notre Dame Cathedral was a sheer accident that just out of nowhere with no apparent source of ignition this fire got started in the um, the roof of the Notre Dame Cathedral. But if you look, there have been hundreds of arson attacks on churches throughout Europe. And the reason that I believe that uh, the French authorities are determining that the Notre Dame fire was not arson, that it was somehow accidental is because the nation would erupt if and when they found this out or acknowledged the real reason for this fire. Oh, there's so much impeachment news. It's hard to keep up. I've mentioned the first half of the program that, uh, the Biden campaign is desperate to shut Rudy Giuliani up. And I want to play you another example for exactly why they're wanting to do this. Uh, he was appearing on a Fox show and he is all over the place. I'm telling you, he's showing the same kind of uh, animal spirit energies that Donald Trump shows. And um, where is this clip? Here we go. He's talking about uh, them trying to uh, silence his voice. From the moment you read the New York Times article in 2015 and you saw that Biden got away with having his son pulling down millions from the crookedest oligarch in Russia, you knew this was going to happen. I prosecuted corruption, Democrats and Republicans. I can smell this. Obama let this happen. When that article appeared in the Times, any honest president 
would have called his vice president in and said, Joe, what are you doing? I sent you there to straighten out corruption. And you have your son who has no capabilities getting millions from a crook in the Ukraine. Or they may have said, because the Washington Post and all of the swamp media allow us to commit crimes and go after them for nonsense, we can get away with it. And I believe that's true. These people are enabled. That's why yesterday they actually put out a document demanding that their co-conspirators, the press, silence me. <laughs> right? Why do you think they're silencing me? Because I'm not making any points. They're silencing me because I showed up with an affidavit yesterday, an accuser who's willing to stand up and point the finger at Joe Biden and say, you're a crook. You know, the Democrats have been getting away with this a long, uh, for a long time. There was a, a reason that Hillary Clinton thought that she could, as Secretary of State, approve the transfer of one quarter, uh, actually 20 percent, of the United States uranium resources to a company controlled by the Kremlin in exchange for $145 million in donations to the Clinton Foundation, which is basically a slush fund for the Clintons because they know that the media is not going to dig into it. They're not at all interested in finding out about corruption. They're too busy pursuing a political agenda. And that political agenda is to bring the cultural Marxists in the Democrat party to power. If a Republican had while secretary of state of the United States accepted one hundred and forty five millions of million dollars into a family foundation while she was or he or her was considering business before that office. That would have been one of the greatest scandals of the 20th century. Hillary Clinton was just allowed to skate on it because they were so desperate to make her president of the United States. We're going to end up being uh, we're going to end up rehashing all of this stuff. I know you may be tired of hearing about it, but uh, we are going to have to continue to push back and keep ourselves informed to be able to inform our friends and family to exactly what's going on. So I'm going to keep you informed, and uh, I hope you'll stick with me. And I hope you'll join us back here again tomorrow night right here on the Mojo Five O Radio Network for another edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes. As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.